Hi, this is Bob, and today I have an interview with Blood Lightning. Blood Lightning has released their self-titled debut. This album contains five originals and a blazing version of Disturbing the Priest. And here is my interview with Blood Lightning. Hello, my friend. Hey, how are you, Robert? Great. How are you? Doing well, thank you. I wanted to thank you for taking time to speak with me today. Absolutely. Thanks for thanks for having me. I wanted to ask about the recording process for the album and, and how long it took to put the material together. Well, it ended up being kind of a couple of sessions. We did, uh, I want to say, two songs. Like maybe, I think Dying Starts and Blankets maybe first. And then we did the other three a few months later. And then got to the point where we decided we were going to then add Disturbing the Priest and put it out as a as one entire piece. So we had to kind of go back and remix and master everything uh, to that point. So it took it took a little bit. And it was, uh, I think it started in the midst of the pandemic. So it was a little, you know, where things were a little touch and go. And so far as getting together and doing all that stuff, or I should say, you know, maybe mid to, to I wouldn't say end of it, but... Um, you know, so it was a little, um, you know, touch and go at some points. But, uh, you know, it ended up taking a bit to get everything together. But um, that, that's about the gist of it. And Blood Lightning's a badass name for a band. I wanted to know how that name came to you. Well, you know, so interestingly enough, band names are one of probably the most confounding and silly things that any band can <laughs> spend time thinking of. Because, you know, at the end of the day, <clears throat> whatever they are, they'll end up you know, kind of representing something different when you hear, once you hear the music and you know the band. So we were going through a bunch of names and Bob, the bassist, um, had kind of a list of like almost silly names. And for whatever reason, Blood Lightning was on the silly name list. And we were all like, hell no, that's a great name. Like, what are you talking about? That's badass. So we kind of, we kind of went with that. And, uh, my favorite song on the album is Face Eater. I wanted to know if you could speak on it. Face Eater is, um, is I want, geez, you know, so when, when these songs came together, it was kind of at first done like almost via Dropbox. Like we just put up a bunch of riffs. I should say the guys did um, between Doug, JR, and Bob. And they ended up, um, you know, kind of putting up riffs. In, in, in all riffs and almost complete tunes that we like once we got in together we kind of uh, you know changed them up a bit and kind of fleshed them out but Face Eater was one of those ones that was like you know it's kind of got that real cool like old school metal gallop thing going on Absolutely. and uh, and um, just ended up being one of those tunes that like it's got a little of like that old schoolness kind of got like the breakdown part in the middle and you know then the kind of like um, you know, spaced out thing at the end, which is, you know, it just kind of was, you know, it it kind of all grew from the original, like, you know, kind of gallopy riff. And, um, you know, once the parts got down, you know, it's just ended up being one of those tunes that kind of checked all the boxes. And uh, another track I wanted to talk to you about was Bananaconda. How Banana. did we come up with that? <laughs> so again, Bob... <laughs> Bob, who is the uh, master of, uh, of of the names, had the name Bananaconda, and he had the uh, that riff, 
and you know or, or or i should say the riff in a better part of the the arrangement of the tune and that was one of the mm -hmm. ones he brought to the table and um that was you know kind of another one like it, it, it in this particular band kind of the fact that everybody is um you know able to to get somebody else's idea accept it and then kind of maybe add a little something and no one's too precious with their with their stuff where they're like, no, that's my riff and it's got to stay exactly the same and nothing can right. change. Um, I think that is, you know, it's organic in that sense that like, then the song kind of grows and becomes what it's supposed to be. So uh, that's just got like, you know, that slinky bass groove that's like really, you know, in the drums. So it's kind of little down and dirty and, and just, you know, it's just one of those tunes. It's just like once, once we got in the room together, um, and kind of fleshed it out. It just like again, just checked all the boxes. It, it did. It did what we wanted to do. And once you hear it, you can't get it out of your head. Yeah, it's a, it, it, it's a, it's a good one. It might it might be my favorite tune that we've that we've got. And I wanted to speaking of favorite tunes, I wanted to ask, what is your favorite tune to perform? Um, that's a good question. be i mean obviously i i like all of them we're kind of you know uh, you know on the newer side and, and don't have like a, a, a crazy back catalog yet um i would say it's probably between between blankets and maybe banana condom and live obviously you know we we, we um once we released the record or whatever we started throwing the disturbing the priest obviously into the set and that one's just mm -hmm. that's just you know you, 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 kind, you kind of can't can't stop that stuff that song kicks my ass but it's a great it, it kicks my ass in a lot of ways kicks my ass is a great song and it kicks my ass to to sing it because you know trying to do um what what the master ian gillen did and it's a it's a it's a tall order and I also wanted to ask you, what's the next step for a band? What can fans look for next? Um, so we are, um, we have our, you know, the album just came out, which we're excited mm -hmm. about, really stoked uh, with Todd and Ripple. And they've been nothing but awesome with us. And it's just great to have, you know, vinyl in hand and people digging it. Um, we've got the album release coming up uh, here at the end of the month at the Middle East Upstairs. Um with some of our buds, you know, la uh, label mates, kind, obviously great, great band, uh, fan casket rats in this band, uh, Lipschmier. And once we're done with that, we got a couple more shows to end, round out the year. And then it's kind of just getting back to writing. Cause we'd like to, um, you know, get, 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 get album number two, if we possibly can, you know, maybe, maybe something, um, maybe something sooner rather than later. And, you know, uh, kind of, just you know see where where the, the you know little, some regional touring and stuff like that and if we can ever make it over to europe or whatever you know just kind of just go where the uh the breeze blows us at this point but really you know i think just focusing on getting back in the room and, because you know at this point um the tunes are a couple years old um and you know we we got a we got a bunch of fresh ideas that we really want to kind of get together and flesh out and uh, and get happening i wanted to go back to the vinyl edition i uh caught a video of you guys unboxing it mm -hmm. and the, the packaging and the presentation is a 
just phenomenal. I mean, it, it blew me away. I mean, I know, like, you know, Todd and Rick will, like, kind of have high standards and, and their stuff is always awesome. But, you know, we got the records and pulled them out. And that was, you know, you were getting genuine, like, you know, look, of, you know, like just happiness and surprise on our face. Like, wow, these these things look good. And, and they, yeah. you know, and uh, it helps too. again, kudos to Bob, our bassist. He is the he's the graphic designer as well. So he, you know, did the album layout and the album art and all that stuff. So. You know, that always helps when you got someone in house and you can kind of um, really get the idea, you know, you know, someone in the band that we could all kind of like be like, here's what we want. And he presents it to us like, what do you think? And we're all like, hell yeah, that's that's it. So, uh, you know, and then Ripple was able, like I said, to bring it alive, which is just just sick. Yeah. And I think it's great that you have the lyrics inside as well, because, you know, it brings me back to the days of being younger and pulling out them. Oh yeah. Lyrics, looking at the cover art and being immersed in the whole experience. Well, I mean, that's, that's the thing with vinyl. I mean, and I think that's the thing that never went away and got, you know, I'm uh, uh, on the older side and kind of have, you know, used to buy records and still do buy records. But I'm saying when I was younger and that was the thing, it was like, you would take 30 to 45 minutes of your life and go on this journey uh, with with the you know your the band that you, whose record you bought and kind of like get immersed in the entire thing and it was like not this just disposable single society that we live in now and all that crap so it's just really uh, I mean just just having vinyl and having that experience I think for anybody that that gets it is just you know it's 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 the way to go. I also wanted to ask you about your musical journey. At what age did you begin? Uh, interestingly enough, I began when I was probably about 13 or so, 12 or 13. And my dad, um, decided for me and my brother, uh, to get us instruments out of the Sears catalog. And, you know, so I ended up getting a guitar and my brother got a, uh, set of drums and then, you know, just kind of went at it. I switched to bass for a bunch of years. So my, in this band, Blood Lightning is really the first band I've been in where I only sing. So I don't play guitar. I just wanted to focus on vocals and being like, you know, the whole idea of being like a front man, take me out of my, take me out of my comfort zone of like normally playing with the guitar and stuff. But uh, that's kind of where it started. And it's gone like, you know, so I went for guitar, then the bass and then back to guitar and then add some vocals. So it's kind of, kind of been all over the place, but uh, you know, by, by definition, you know, I'm a guitarist singer. But uh, like I said, in Blood Lightning, it's been kind of one of those things like kind of get out of the comfort zone of hiding behind the guitar and uh, and just really focusing on the singing part of things. So it's been been cool in that sense. And we spoke a bit about your um, upbringing and your experience with, with vinyl. What were some bands that really drew your attention when you first started getting into metal? Well, I mean, when I, I want to say like my first like metal stuff that I really got into, I was probably a little later in the game when I started like my uh, musical tendencies started to go to the heavier side, you know, when that's when I started to go from like, you know, where your parents' music and what they kind of brought you up on and what you listened to in the house to kind of discovering Sabbath, Zeppelin, um, Mm -hmm. you know, that type stuff. But one of the first bands that when it, really early on when they came out that I was, you know, um, heard their stuff and, and, and kind of was there from like the ground floor with them was with Soundgarden. Soundgarden was a band that I was just like, you know, all in on and, and kind of, you know, they really picked my interest because of what they were, 
how they were interpreting like metal stuff and kind of adding a little bit more uh, aggression and maybe I don't want to say smarts, but like, you know, their own kind of spin on it and that type stuff. And then I kind of, you know, started going in, in that direction. Yeah, I can see that because uh, one of my favorite albums is Bad Motor Finger. I oh, just think yeah. that that exemplified that band in all aspects. Yeah, I think they were, you know, well, I, I obviously I dig like their entire catalog and their latest stuff. But I mean, that there, I think they were kind of like after Loud and Love, I think they were still trying to find their footing. And at that, you know, that incarnation of the band there where Ben Shepard just joined and they started doing the thing like that album. It's like untouchable. Yeah, duh. I can listen to Slaves and Bulldozers a thousand times. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Like everything on that record. Like there's, like, you know, you get it, it, any band, whether it be a favorite band or not, there's usually going to be that one tune on the record where you're like, yeah, you know, I've heard this a million times, whatever it is, and maybe skip it or whatever. And Bad Motor Finger is not one of those records. That's, you listen right. to that, you listen to that front to back. And along your musical journey, what do you feel has been the best advice that has been given to you along the way? Well, that's an interesting question. Um, I mean, I've probably had, when I was younger uh, and kind of got into music and bands I was in at the time, you know, would do the whole, like, we're trying to get signed and we're playing CBGBs and we're doing this and trying to, like, you know, like, you know, dreams of being a rock star type stuff, like in my 20s, you know, and this, you know, that's, that's mm -hmm. years ago now. But, uh, you know, I think it was probably, I don't know if it's necessarily any particular person, um, you know, specifically, but probably more just the idea of doing it for so long, the, <laughs> that you kind of, uh, you know, the, 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 the experience gives you the advice to, um, that this kind of notion of success that maybe, you know, a lot of people have or you had over the years isn't necessarily what success is. Success is um, being happy with what you're doing, being busy, being, being productive, being, you know, feeling that you're like scratching all your artistic itches and that type stuff and sure. not necessarily selling you know being on stage and be, being like you know opening for metallic or whatever whatever no, no, nothing just like that not to, the the i the, the kind of you know pie in the sky idea of like success because you know i mean um rock and roll and is is no way to make money and you're doing it because you love it so i think it was probably you know like i said probably a million little lessons that i learned over the years and you know people along the way that kind of gave you gave me better advice but the the overall arching thing is just to kind of like be happy and define your success is really defined on how you feel inside about doing the stuff and not necessarily any outward like monetary or what whatever it may be and when you're not working on music do you have any hobbies that you enjoy in your spare time um I do. Well, you know, it's interestingly enough, it's, it's turned into a, I guess I could call it a hobby. I, uh, during the pandemic, um, I kind of, I always liked whiskey and American whiskeys and such, but I kind of like got into the whole like history and kind of, um, you know, learning about, uh, different styles, weeded versus high rye versus this versus that. And kind of, um, 
you, you know, really appreciating, um, uh, you know, bourbons and American whiskeys as a, like, you know, um, a craft as a craft, like is a real deep dive. And, uh, sure. it's, a it, it's, it's been, it's enlightening and, 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 um, expensive, but, <laughs> but also, uh, really enjoyable. So that's kind of like, the, you know, a relatively, like I said, within the past few years, hobby that I picked up that I, that I really enjoyed. And we speak about the vinyl edition of the album. I wanted to ask you, what's the best way to get merchandise and to get that album? Okay, so that album is all of the, did right now, all of the uh, outside of digital, which is on our Bandcamp, everything's on the Ripple site. So the Ripple Music Bandcamp page um, is where you can order vinyl directly from them, CDs directly from them, also the digital copies as well. We do have um t-shirts and such which was like a first run that we're almost out of so after the cd release or uh, cd after this album release show that we have at the end of the month we're going to kind of restock our uh, our blood lightning Bandcamp page with uh with vinyl that 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 uh ripple was nice enough to give us that we could sell um as well as some cds and some uh some new uh the t-shirts that kind of match the uh the, the album cover and uh, lastly, I wanted to ask you, if you could give a message to your fans, what would that message be? Um, first and foremost, thank you for taking your hard-earned money and, and buying our album. And thank you for taking your, your time, which is precious, and listening to it, first and foremost. Um, I hope that you um, can, you know, take from it what, what you need to take from it. And kind of, I hope it brings you, you know, some type of joy and um kind of you know makes you makes you makes you feel good and um look for us on the road and look for us uh you know hopefully playing wherever we can and uh and, and thank you again for uh for like i said for spending your money and taking your time listening to our stuff well i wanted to thank you for delivering a great album it's a party and a package put on have a drink and the things yeah. start from there hell yeah hell yeah Awesome. Thank you for having me. And uh, please feel free to update me at any time with any new news as it comes about so I can get out there because uh, you guys are on, on a great path and I can't wait to hear what comes next. Absolutely. Thank you again. And again, much appreciated. And thank you for taking the time to, to talk to me today. Thank you, my friend. You have a great day. All right, Robert. Take care. Thanks again. Cheers. Bye-bye. I'd like to thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can sponsor a podcast. Just click that button and you can be a member of the family. And remember, come see me for a fix.